This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, Three Black Halflings listeners. Before we get to the episode, we just want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. On the HeadGum Podcast Network, we are joining with the rest of the podcast community, spearheaded by Ariel Nissenblatt of Earbuds Podcast Collective, in a massive pre-roll campaign with the goal of delivering a message in opposition to the Supreme Court decision. If you want to join the initiative, go to podvoices.help slash podcast dash scripts for access to scripts that will enable you to also join the pre-roll campaign. Hello! Halflings, it's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Hello, my name is Olivia Kennedy, but you can call me Liv. That's it, done. Moving on. (laughs) Woo! And... (laughs) Jeremy Cobb, but Tracy P. calls me our friendly neighborhood Cobb Master. Oh, that's nice. Okay, that that works. Yeah, that works. I'd still have problem with the issue with the word "friendly" in there, but we can. uh, (laughs) I'm friendly to some people, just not to anyone who plays in my games. Exactly, but the weird Mm. thing is that you're unfriendly (laughs) even after we finish playing. It's like as soon as you DM for someone, you have to be unfriendly to them. Yeah, it's just like I can feel it like radiating off of you. I maintain antagonistic relationships with anyone that I've ever DM'd for. For the rest, yeah. The thing is, like it builds, so like session after session you get more and more mad which is kind of yeah. terrifying yeah. yeah and then i try to shoot kevin costner this is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragons full prince vibe Woof. <laughs> this makes them even more black does have an alligator with a pistol in it though the brand new yeah. Yeah. on a nat 20 no and I love it. <laughs> We're about to get into something real big now. It was weird when you when you pulled out an actual sword in the last session. Yeah, uh, it's weird was, also that I'm sta- that I'm on mm-hmm. camera. Like I'm not even yeah. in a room with you guys. I'm swinging a well, sword. Well, that's the thing. You threatened to break your own laptop so that we'd no longer be able to play. Yeah, which yeah. Is, that's <laughs> weird. It's really it was so very passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah but really I have quite was, a sword yeah. collection. So I, I think really might does. as well get some use out of it. Yeah. I go up, yeah. I go and I roll a d20 and it's like, no matter what I roll, I feel like the cool like edge of a blade against my neck. And I'm like, oh. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's no. due to, it's just due to spells. There. What do I do I've now? Cast, uh, that, <laughs> I was going to say, that's like some a number magic. of wise people <laughs> who have cast a number of spells on you guys, uh, including mm. one that makes you feel like there's a blade against your neck whenever you roll <laughs> a die. That, that is, that, so or, or some sort of like packed weapon or something that mm-hmm. you like you can summon a blade anywhere that you can <laughs> anyway. see 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's funny though. I was actually this is this is a side tangent before we get started today. Thinking about the wording of certain spells in a different context is kind of interesting because it does like some spells say like any space which you can see. Like, mm-hmm. what if in a modern setting you just like you know FaceTime someone yeah. and then you can you know well, but it's always teleport a into a spot it's not or... within any space you can see it's within a certain distance that you can see no 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 but some some spells say like a creature that you can see oh like, when a you creature you can see, see the creature but it's usually when like, a creature you can see within a distance within that a does range something. right i don't think there's ever i don't think there's ever one that's just like you could see if you could see a creature you can just stop them <laughs> like you can get, if you're scrying well, on I was somebody about, like, you i was wondering about like i was wondering about like the smell you can just counter spell but what I'm saying is, I was funny. wondering about like things like fear or something, where like you mm. know, or like when people are frightened, and it's like, well, if I'm like on Facetime and then I use my aura, um, the, it wouldn't the, work because that's the, all those are those are distance based. However, if you were to mm-hmm. use it and then we like use it on me when I was within range, I didn't get out mm-hmm. of the effect. The effect somehow continued to last, whatever effect it was, and then we got on a video mm. call. Then I would say it counts because then I can see you, mm. and the range is no I longer see. a factor. But there are no, sure. to my understanding, there are no rangeless. Uh, like you can see based abilities. I mean, look, well, I'm going to make an open Playing my campaigns, everything's yeah. going to be rangeless from now on because I think it'd be funny. <laughs> oh, really? Fa- I think it'd be funny to Eldritch Blast someone through a phone. Yeah. <laughs> Except I can counterspell through the phone as well. And and there, yeah, exactly. You've there got, you go. There you you've go. got limited spell slots, though, and that's a cantrip about that Eldritch Blast, you know? So it's Yeah, true. that's true. It's that true. is very, very, very I will, true. What I'll do is uh, make it a big call. You probably just drop the phone. I'll make it a really <laughs> yeah, big call. Yeah, and just go, actually, like, just hang I'm just going to hang oh, yeah. up and no, stop. I'll just turn off my camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just you can have the car. I'll just turn off my camera. That's, you can't see me anymore. That's true. <laughs> and then Jasper just kind of like looks to the side of the f- the frame picture he has of of Jeremy, and then casts well, Elder's the Blast. Is on he it. attacking? Like, yeah. If he sees that me, now this is actually more of a quantum or temporal question. If he sees <laughs> a picture of me, yeah, he's seeing a version yeah. of me that existed in the past. <laughs> so is yeah. he attacking the me who Look. was in that photo? Or is he attacking it's a creature you can me. see? A creature Lives you can out here see. playing 4D chess. Would it be like after the photo was taken, I'm hit with an it's Eldritch already Blast hit retroactively? You. Yeah. That's the thing. It's already hit you. And then it's just, like the you second feel I cast it, you remember. Weaker. Yeah. You remember yourself like a week ago getting hit by an Eldritch Blast. Yeah. So is it, did it's it like always it happen that I was always hit with the Eldritch Blast? Or are you changing It always happened. It happened no, no, in the past, but then it always happened. But then, like, you only remember it happened. Or I didn't. As or I only know why it happened later on. Maybe. Yeah. That I knew. Yeah, that, yes. I knew that it yeah. happened. I just didn't know why. Like I was like, I didn't hit my nose blast. I know somebody cast it. Where'd it come from? I just don't know who. <laughs> I know or somebody where. did it. Or <laughs> I know somebody did it. Was it. Fucking what he is. <laughs> it was fucking what he is. <laughs> Great, Disgusting. great meme callback. Although Thank that's an interesting idea. The idea, of, like, if it's within a range that you can see, and you have a picture of the person, so they're like hidden from you, but you pull out like a, <laughs> you pull out, like a painting. I pull out my locket with but it just homes in on them. As a result, yeah. it's like, well, I can technically see that's you. That's so funny. That is so funny. That's why I look just, forward to playing in your campaign where I'm allowed to the do adventurer, this. <laughs> the adventurers now spend most of the like first few sessions just finding the most like cr- like uh, gifted painter they possibly can to do lifelike paintings <laughs> yeah. of their enemies on the battlefield <laughs> like during the battle they're like just mm-hmm. just in the in the case that they go behind cover mm-hmm. and they need to be able to see them in order like to do something like in a something. courtroom it's just a really fast sketch like yes. yeah. yeah that's exactly what we need we need yeah, a courtroom yeah 
courtroom sketch person mm-hmm. to be. I don't There's know what's the official. Be. It's got to be a bard class term. for that. Creative bard, got to be. Like, this should yeah. be a painter bard. This should be. They're tired of all these bards think... being about music. They're not actually, yeah. but we should have like. Look, a... There's other forms of art. Yeah. Honestly, I'm There's just a... saying that the what we I know we've been talking a lot of shit here, okay? But this could be a pretty good basis for like a painter bard, and I think we should come up with that homebrew. A <laughs> uh, painter yeah. bard that can like you can create effigies of people or re- like yeah like a painter or sculptor yeah. like you throw in like some yeah. voodoo and like they can literally yeah. like create like oh, representations oh, and of people like, and use those they're like 14th spells on them. they're like 14th level ability can be some dorian gray shit yeah where, like, they you like can the paint essence. themselves Whoa. or whatever in, and then they like leave it in a secure location yeah. where like they like they like get resistant to certain kind of damage but if someone that's damages good. the portrait then oh yeah okay it's we gotta like make a, this yeah it's like yeah. a thing that you have that houses your soul like a phylactery mm, yeah. Ooh. Oh, Jeremy! Is that a I was segue? A, uh, nay, I was fishing for a little segue in here somewhere, but Jeremy's nailed it. Hand it to you Because uh, speaking of phylacteries, I have a picture um, of a segue on my wall. That's how I was able to hear. <laughs> that's how you were able to access it. Yeah. That's how you were able to access nice. it. Um, but no. So basically, what's happening today is I am so freaking excited about the last two episodes of Stranger Things dropping on this Friday. As mm-hmm. when are we recording this? It will be the Friday just gone. If you're listening to this now, um, you will only be able I'm to forcing... listen to it on the, during yeah. that particular week. Whatever week you're yeah. listening to it, the Stranger Things season four just dropped. The last two episodes mm-hmm. just dropped. Um, but at least it'll mean that if you have watched all the Stranger Things now, if you've caught up with those two episodes, then you know you'll know everything. Going on. But basically, I'm so excited about it that I forced these two to talk to me about it uh, for yeah, an episode of Three Black Halflings. <laughs> um, and uh, we thought that we would do... We thought, actually, you know, Stranger Things is probably responsible for a big chunk of new people arriving in yeah. the world of Dungeons and & Dragons. Absolutely. And it's probably worth giving it a little bit of, a, of talking about. Um, <laughs> we uh, And one of the things we thought we would do is talk a little bit about some of the monsters that we've seen, because that's probably the thing that feels most heavily genuinely inspired by D&D a lot of the mm. there's a lot of monster references and things like that which uh you which are in the in the show so uh we're going to talk about the like I guess the the, the, the star we're going to talk about the three big baddies um that we've mm-hmm. had so far so there will be some minor spoilers I really don't think we're going to go into as much detail uh as to give away like specific plot points and like if you don't know who the big bad of like season four of Stranger Things is, then you just haven't been on social media. And I guess maybe pause it now and go watch it. But like, I mean, I knew that it was Vecna like two years ago. Yeah. I felt like it was like <laughs> yeah. leaked or whatever. That, that it is was not Vecna a spoiler. Was the, yeah, the, that is not. And it's not a spoiler also because they are very different from the from the yeah. you know things. It's not like it's the D- the exact D and D version as we will discuss. Yeah, yeah honestly, um, I don't even know that talking about. Like, is there even much lore involved in the villains of the previous no. seasons? Like, the demo no, they're no. just basically monsters. Yeah, yeah, they're just, they're given the title. They yeah. they definitely share some characteristics, I think, of uh, the, yeah, the, you know. Yeah. But I don't think I would go as far to say that that is a spoiler. No. Um, you so, could know everything about uh, so yeah. the actual D&D monsters and had known nothing about what is in Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, and um, so, yeah, I think uh, one thing, maybe maybe a good place for us to just start generally, because uh, a little conversation we had off air, Jeremy was saying that he had a, an opinion, a, a hot take, if you will, uh, about Stranger Things. I actually have no idea if it's a hot take or not. I just like throwing that phrase around. How warm is that um, take? Hmm? Uh, and, I think it's yeah, at least Maybe we can just talk a little bit. 
about yeah okay room temperature okay uh we could just talk a little bit about the sort of uh stranger things and the fact that it's had such a it seemingly has had such, such a big impact on the sort of resurgence uh of uh of dnd in sort of you know uh in the in the world uh so yeah why don't uh live why don't you go first if you if there's a, if any anything that you uh yeah, how do you feel about this resurgence and the impact that Stranger Things has had? Uh, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> like, are, um, you not, are you not annoyed that they've yeah, that these all these like these it. other <laughs> people are now coming into the space and enjoying your thing? Ugh. I'm just quirky <laughs> like that. I do not ga- uh, gatekeep. I only girl boss and gaslight. <laughs> That's not true. I don't yeah. gaslight. I do not. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> That's gotta be the title of the episode. Geez. I was so close to <laughs> whooping then. I was so close to whooping when you were like, when you were like, girl boss. I was like, woo, gas low. No. <laughs> like it was so girl close boss, to coming up my mouth. Gaslight gatekeep. I'm imagining what Jasper says that you're like, no, no, no. You were in favor. I saw you fist pump. You immediately start gaslighting him just on the episode. No, no. Oh, it feels gross. No, I hear it. In actuality, absolutely not. No. Um. But yeah, no. I am. I'm a big fan of of new people coming into the hobby via Stranger Things. I think. I think that will be like really, really quite cool. I think it was partially how I got my like group of friends back in in Cardiff, where I'm from. Um to give him to give me a chance <laughs> um yeah. because they had seen like bits and bobs in stranger things and they'd been like oh that's that's the shit you're doing right gotcha um yeah. and uh and what's quite nice actually is that i i um met my friend again michael in uh, at comic-con that I was at recently and he was like, oh, yeah, so D&D's a huge part of my life now, so thanks. <laughs> and I was like, yeah! <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, and it's quite funny. You can kind yeah. of imagine, uh, like, a kind of... I'm trying to think of a, a type of website, but, like, a very, like... Um, you know, like what to do on a date night type like website. Do you know what the ones I mean? Like there's yeah, like yeah, super yeah. kind of glossy and it was all like nude tones and like <laughs> it's it's got like house like house building and interior decorating. So I go on these websites all the time for like cooking recipes and things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can definitely imagine like Stranger Things is out. Why don't I try this crazy new quirky games, Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Like you can absolutely yeah. imagine that being like a thing that's come out now because yeah. of Stranger Things, absolutely. which I think is so funny. Oh, that is very funny. Yeah, no, like I mean. If I hadn't already been into D&D before Stranger mm. Things, like this would have definitely tipped me over the edge. I would have been like, all right, mama, let's go. Yeah. Um, like, come on, mama. Mama! Come on, mama. <laughs> mama. <laughs> my mum, my mum had a... <laughs> <laughs> my mum would i i look uh i've 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 been like oh what if i could convince my parents to play dungeons and dragons with me but there's no way in hell like hell would sooner <laughs> freeze over they just they, they're like i don't get it i oh i remember oh actually i was like in the living room in my family co- family home watching an episode of crit roll and my dad came in and he was like what are they doing <laughs> i was like i was like oh they're, they're playing a game and I was, he was like what game there's no game i was like they're, no they're playing a game <laughs> like they're definitely playing the game they're playing a game dad and he was like well there's no screen there's no video game i was like no there's no video game dad <laughs> uh, it's just like watching a sport but, uh, on tv uh yeah it's, exactly. it's literally the same thing <laughs> yeah but yeah. it is funny though because whenever mm-hmm. i describe uh, i'm like oh like you know t- tabletop role-playing games and i say ttrpgs and people always look at me and go huh 
you have spoken another language. But whenever I use <laughs> yeah. the acronym for TTRPGs, they always mm. kind of seem to have a bit of a like reaction. And then they can never remember it, which I find hilarious. Mm-hmm. But it's funny though, whenever like you LGBT. say tabletop role-playing <laughs> games, they're like, oh, so it's a board game. And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> and, and they're, and they're like, but you said it's on a table. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you kind of sit, it's like typically related. sit round it's the like table. It's like adjacent to a board game. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> adjacent to the table, but it'd be weird to be like... It's played on a table, it, yeah. Yeah. Imagine I- imagination in. Uh, I don't even know what you would say. That's the thing. I don't even know. It's what a you board would say. game so minus the that. board, minus the board and any necessary pieces. Really, you can have a, yeah. a sheet. I guess dice. Yeah. Maybe that counts. It's a board game uh, of the mind. Yeah, it's a board game of the mind. Yeah. Um, but no, I do think though, Liv, you did. You probably have touched on. I reckon probably the the most common way that people have got into it since Stranger Things, which is that like that like someone who has an interest and has been trying desperately to get people into this game mm. suddenly bringing that into like the mainstream and sort of saying to everyone like it's okay like we're not going to judge each other for liking Dungeons and Dragons anymore mm-hmm. um that is probably like the nudge that people need to be like oh hey man you mentioned that game Dungeons and Dragons I'll play that now yeah uh, like it's not a uh, complete dork fest because it was in a cool Hollywood thing so yeah even though all of the people playing it were complete dorks Absolutely, and definitely yeah. were made to feel like dorks because they played it yeah <laughs> but in real life they're cool actors in real so. life, yeah, they're freaks cool and geeks actors. yeah mm-hmm. what was that freaks and geeks the show freaks and geeks I don't think I have watched Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Uh, Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Probably the single most influential comedy series the past 20 years based purely on the fact that it launched so many careers, including Seth Rogen, uh, James Franco, Busy Phillips, uh, Linda Cardellini, um, uh, Jason Segel, uh, Judd Apatow. It was the first big series that he made, and he, of course, is like the father of 2000s comedy at this point. Uh, but in that show, which is set in the late 70s, there is actually a D&D episode. Uh, and that was back Ooh. in like 2000, I think, or 1999. Uh, but it was, it's a similar, it was, I was just reminded of it because in that episode, James Franco's cool kid rebel, uh, plays D and D with the dorky kids, uh, the titular, <laughs> the titular geeks. Uh, and by the end of it, he is a full convert. Uh, it absolutely loves the game, and uh, it's a shame that that show didn't really get watched. But uh, it's yeah. it uh, it's it's a similar vibe to what you mm. eventually see with Stranger Things. Like it's oh. it's sure. like it's it's almost like that is like the proto version of what you see in Stranger Things. Uh, it's just if you took if you took that and then mixed it with like ET. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Basically. I, was, basically, I was thinking of like an, another example where it, I'm just thinking of like D and D and shows now, but the community episode where they play D and D is yeah. also a very good one. Uh the yep. the drow the drow, the drow thing. Uh, I, mean, I think we actually brought that yeah, up we when we were talking about the drow episode. Yeah. We, we even we <laughs> spoke about that, that episode uh, up, man. on a previous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but that's the thing. I think Jeremy, you mentioned this on the episode. We talk about it. It it. it the whole point of the episode is they're making that they're making the point mm-hmm. they're making the point that the drow is kind of racist yeah. in the episode like they're, they're, it's a commentary it's not a yeah. it's not a cheap racist joke no. yeah. it's a commentary no like, we're not it, like, we're not meant so to be weird, laughing like, along <laughs> we're not meant to be laughing along with him yeah. <laughs> we're meant to be laughing at him like oh god like, no <laughs> yeah like, and they literally yeah, call it blackface in the episode. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's it's like it's a commentary. It's not a yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, it, I, also, yeah, it's a, it's uh, a, I'm glad you brought that up, up, Liv, because mm-hmm. I think that is my favorite scene or episode that has ever had D and D in it of anything. 
I think. Yeah. Like I, it's great. I think obviously it's like way more like second edition, I think in the way, or first edition in the way that like the DM rolls for everything mm. and like the way mm. they depict it is pretty different, but the the actual episode and the way that they take they turn the episode into a fantasy movie mm. absolutely mm. stunning yeah that's that really cool one of the best yeah. episodes um, yeah this is also and also it's a oh, great ahead, example of just like good versus bad players as well sorry I just <laughs> wanted to, like there's some, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. great player and dm tips and advice just through to telling on that thing like there's some great examples of how to be a really shitty player <laughs> um but sorry Liv, what were you gonna say I, I, no i do agree with you though it's nice to see like a good like an example of D that's not meant to be like look at these well it is like look at these nerds but like they also have like like the jocks are playing it like you know yeah every every mm. person it is everyone's playing it and it's like it's like yeah everyone can play it it's for everyone yeah um, it is for everyone yeah, yeah. Like they, they pretty they get over the whole wow this is a weird nerd game pretty quick like it's yeah, basically really just like jeff oh it's who fun. maintains that yeah classic yeah. jeff yeah um <laughs> but even he is gets so into it by the end. it's like it's yeah. so good also probably it's the so best good. performance chevy chase has given since 1980 since the 1980s like in that, yeah, the, the what form do you choose force. for him? Fat is an incredible, <laughs> like that whole sequence <laughs> is an incredible piece of acting from Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh, he's so good. Oh, man. yeah, um, so, so, so good. I so, have so good. Also. One more example of D&D in a show that I really love. Yes. <laughs> so do have it. you ever watched the IT crowd? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I love I've seen the IT clips, crowd. but I've never actually seen the show. Oh, yeah, um, no, I don't. I don't remember a D and D episode. There's a, yeah, no. there's a definite D and D episode where Moss, who is the nerdiest nerd man you've ever met, mm. um, uh, who's also a person of color, which is Hellier, uh, introducing mm. people to D and D. Yeah, Richard Iwade, if anyone doesn't know, yes. uh, the IT crowd, but you probably would know who Richard Iwade is. Yeah, he's quite a famous medium. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah. So he introduces like um, a, a bunch of them to to D and D, but he introduces specifically like a bunch of the like business businessmen that like Jen is looking after. Jen is like mm. another member of the of the team. And they start off being like, what is this nerd game? What do I have to do? Blur. And then eventually it, <laughs> they're like super into it. They're like they're like loving like the, the thing. They, they're embracing their characters. Like one is like, I'm playing a bunny girl. And at the end they're just like, yes, I take up my dagger and I do this and I do that. And it's like, it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> it really, I really think that is so like something so nice about the seeing uh like it's like i think that you can tell when they capture it right which mm -hmm. is that all of these examples we've given so far where there's a reluctant party involved they're yeah. always so into it by the yeah. end <laughs> like that is so true to life with dungeons and dragons yeah like absolutely. people no matter how like resistant you might be if you are at a table by the end you will be into this game yeah like, if it's well run, into this you, game you can yes, no, you can true. run into yeah. it or it, oh yeah and some people sure. i will say some people just aren't as much into the game because they don't mm. like fantasy or playing pretend yeah. or something i don't know absolutely absolutely i, think... I, what I'm say, well, I guess what i was saying mm -hmm. by like the fact that you were at the table is that like you kind of bought in on some level mm -hmm. if you've been like coerced to, to being at the table or whatever then yeah, yeah you, it might be a trickiest sell uh, mm. but I feel like if you've willingly come to the table then the likelihood is, is that like you're probably gonna end up enjoying it by the end yeah it's <clears> a funny <throat> thing actually like once again this is a um, tangent I'm so sorry but um, no, no, do it. like I think especially like in the wake of COVID as well my friend who uh, like like I said my Cardiff uh, friends we would like play some D&D &D and they finally gave in um, and then they ended up enjoying <laughs> it um, 
my uh, friend Rachel, she we like met up recently and she was talking about, she was like, you know what I actually really miss? Like when we would play D&D and I was like, what, really? Because she was just oh, like, yeah, she was so like, what is going on? Oh, um, that's cute. But yeah, she was she was just like, yeah, I think mostly it was just being able to just like hang out and have a like a nice, you know, yeah. time with my friends. And I was like, yeah, yeah. right. It's yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think that is the that is absolutely and I think that you know, to bring it uh back to, to what we're discussing today, like I genuinely, you know, uh, whether you had to have like like nostalgia for that time or not, like I do feel like if you've played games like that as a kid where you really invested like mm-hmm. so i didn't play like dungeons and dragons but we used to play like you know just fantasy games without any rules where we just like role play yeah you know i did i get like so many times me and my mates would just pretend we were at hogwarts for like an entire evening you know <gasps> oh, why wouldn't we friends i would love and, that oh oh but we could still do that Liz. i'll do it Let's <laughs> i'm go. absolutely down to just <laughs> no rules just us two walking around <laughs> pretending we're in hogwarts i'm like i'm so fine for that <laughs> i'm one of the hogwarts founders actually and i get to do this spell and <laughs> that's exactly it. it it was usually just my like 11 year old self figuring out a way that i could impress hermione <laughs> like, that was usually oh my god like, same. If I'm being honest, that was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so that's genuinely like the but but what i think is is nice though is like, i do feel like there is a you know they capture quite well that kind of i think it's like one of the opening scenes where mm. you know it kind of it, on instead of things where it opens up and we see them all kind of sat around and, and talking about the uh the demogorgon um and uh and i think yeah it's just it, it was that that was that's quite a nice and fun like nostalgic uh sensation that i had watching that um but before we go ahead and get into the monsters, we are going to take a little break after these messages. Or if you're on the Patreon, there'll be no messages because this will will go straight on to the next bit that we do. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. And Jeremy is on the correct mic, which Jeremy, is fantastic. Jeremy, you embarrassed us so, again. Uh, oh, my God. Jeremy. We've got to institute a checklist, folks. Uh, we've done it. We've done it for the actual we play. We've got to institute it for these two. What actual play? Yeah, we've got to institute it for the talk show, too. <laughs> We don't do actual yeah, play. Yeah, we don't actual play. We don't do actual play. How dare you? We definitely don't do it based on other <laughs> popular... Anyway, um, Jeremy Cobb, before we move on, and now that you're on the correct mic so everyone can actually hear you properly, <laughs> uh, you... <laughs> you goof. <laughs> so, much shade, so much unnecessary shade. Um, I hope they can hear... Uh, the, that would suck share. if they couldn't hear me at all for the first part. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, they definitely can. can. You, they, they definitely can could. You, right? It's just... Yeah. It was just... Exactly. You're a little quiet, but that's the beauty of editing. We can just Ooh, boost yeah. you up a little bit, baby. <laughs> we can just make it a little bit louder. It's all good. Um, but uh, I do believe you had something you wanted to say. Oh yeah. About Stranger Things, a lukewarm take. Uh, or no, sorry. Yeah. Room it's at least take, room temperature. Uh, to share with us. Um, my opinion is that I think it was unwise for them to stick to the same uh, like run through plotline with Stranger Things past season one, and I like it's to the point where I think the plot of season one worked really really well. I think they should have done with this season. This is not a major spoiler at all, but they have taken a lot of influence from Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. very blatantly yeah. if you if you if you yeah, recognize yeah, yeah. certain things they're v- extremely yeah, yeah, blatant yeah. Uh, about certain aspects of the nightmare on elm street uh influence mm-hmm. uh and the in that sense i feel like it this could have been entirely disconnected from the plot of season one and would be every bit as good uh if not even more interesting uh and i think that you could they could have done something similar where if if season one is a bit more of like a goonies thing they could like start taking from different i guess season one is like a mixture of et and goonies because 11 is kind of the et character uh but like with each successive season they could have pulled from different 80s properties or sub and subgenres and made it more of an anthology show and then bring it back to the upside down like a couple seasons later or something but for me at least i have felt like the plot has gotten a little bit tired since season one to the point where i barely care about the plot of any season since season one at this point i just like the characters uh that's fair. i'm not and the, 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 go ahead yeah the characters are incredibly compelling sorry that yeah was i think i think the, the i think they have really charismatic performances uh i think for the most part the character writing has been really good uh or at least solid and I feel like that ends up being like the big draw. Like I'm more interested in like what's going to happen with Eleven and uh, with with uh, Eleven and Mike's relationship. Yeah, and right. Wait, wait, I'm like, is... oh, look at him. Like, like I'm just interested to be like, oh, they're growing up. That's nice. Like, I don't care about the the other stuff going on at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, I really would just watch a show of these characters just chilling, just having a nice summer. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like it would be yeah, really nice. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my Stranger that's... Things. I don't know how hot of a take it is no I, yeah i think it's it's pretty i i would actually go as far to agree with you up until this last mm. season mm. um as in that the, i think two and three i completely agree like plot wise i really didn't care mm. that much i was absolutely just in it to see what happened to the characters like the whole 
side quest that L goes on in season two. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I remember just being like, that. I didn't think it was yeah. that bad. Like, it was so I was like, weird. oh, this is fun. And people yeah. were like, oh my God, I'm with you, Liv. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with you, Liv. No, no, no. It's not, <laughs> that I hate, it's not that I hate it. I just remember being like, uh, I was just like, I was just like just, oh, they're exploring Elle's character. Odd. They're taking her away from the main group and letting her kind of explore. And like, that's really cool. And everyone was mm-hmm. like, I hate this exposition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, though. I, and, really and I guess enjoyed it's always that. the excuse of trying to get uh, Elle, Elle out of the ways but so that there's mm-hmm. some peril. Yo, uh, how cool would it be, Elle, by the way, uh, Deus Ex as Elle. just on the anthology idea, how cool would it be if after we have the initial thing, we eventually have like a Mad Max themed season where it's like taking place in a pl- in a like a, a par- uh, spot that was like heavily influenced by the upside down mm. and so has turned into kind mm. of like a wasteland scenario mm. and it's like a mixture of like uh, warriors uh, you could uh, you could throw in uh, mm. Mad Max Lost Boys or something like that like you could have a like mm. a Lost Boys situation yeah. where you've got people that are like in league yeah. with the upside down and like there's yeah, so much you could have done with That'd that be... that would have been so cool yeah no definitely like, yeah Definitely. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, they could, I mean, I'm surprised mm. they haven't also done, maybe they have and I've just forgotten it, like some kind of like alternate universe versions of themselves or something or like some kind of like mm. time traveling mm. nonsense would also be something I feel like they would tackle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a Bill yeah, and Ted's yeah, or Back to the exactly. Future situation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I do, I think, I do think that, um, like for me as someone who's not like a huge kind of mm. movie buff like oh, 80s movie buff 80s. particularly i do kind of uh like the innocence that i'm like oh i get that i now get a lot of enjoyment out of seeing it and knowing that there's a reference in there and then like like going back and watching like that film or whatever i don't feel like it's like a what, what i think is, is nice is i don't feel like it's ever like a rip-off of that 80s influence i always yeah. feel like it's like a love letter to mm-hmm. that influence i feel like it's a very different sensation which and, and that i think is quite nice in the sense that you're probably introducing like a bunch of people to that style uh and i think nightmare on elm street is i mean like you said it's so so close to nightmare mm-hmm. on elm street to the point where this season kind of no yeah scary it's a horror film it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. jade has yeah. been Jade has been like clinging on to me during <laughs> some of these episodes, just like, what the <laughs> f- is going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not what I signed. I signed up for cute kids, and now Will's a foot 32 year old man. It's like, <laughs> it goes full on Sus- Suspiria remake for anybody who's mm. seen that. Not nearly yeah. as intense, honestly, yeah. as all CGI. But it, yeah. if you've seen the beginning of the Suspiria remake, mm-hmm. uh, some stuff kind of yeah. like that happens on a pretty regular OG basis. Suspiria, but not yeah. the remake, so that's yeah. interesting. Um, uh, remake is also very good and uh, goes a whole lot harder oh, than the original. Terrifying. Like a yes. lot harder. Um, yeah, with the... Oh, I was just going to say so, with the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff as well. Like, literally, the villain in this arc even has, like, a similar weapon uh, kind of thing. Uh, like, a similar mm-hmm. look to Freddy. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well... Yeah. That is actually kind of interesting. And maybe, actually, why don't we... We can actually do this, tackle this in the reverse <laughs> order that I was imagining it in, purely because I think this is a good segue into talking yes. a little bit about Vecna as a, as a thing. Because I think what is interesting, actually, is that they did really keep one of the kind of main traits, if you will, of Vecna, right? For this, uh, if you've seen the the, the the artwork and the, you know, if you've seen what Vecna looks like, again, not a spoiler, you can watch it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, like with the, the hand of Vecna, there is one kind of normal-ish hand and then you have this kind of, you know, like claw thing. Uh, and so I guess, Jeremy, I'll hand over to you to talk a little bit because uh, I know that you've been looking in uh, and talking a little bit about, uh, thinking about a little bit about Vecna. But um, yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing that they 
there's definitely a nod to real Vec, like D and D Vecna, yeah, D and D Vecna, kind of inspiration, um, I would say. But yeah, like yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the, definitely the closest. It's definitely the most one to one of what uh, of, of what, what, what they look like. Definitely. Yeah, because like appearance-wise, the Demogorgon and Mind Flayer bear almost yeah. no resemblance to their D and D counterparts. In particular, the, the, the Mind Flayer is just like a tall guy. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I've got, a, I've there. got a theory. I've got a theory with the Mind Flayer actually. So I'll share okay. that when I when hmm. I talk. A oh, I mean physically. Like if you look at oh, the, yeah, no, no, the, but yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas <laughs> with uh, with Vecna, kind of looks <laughs> like Vecna from the original D and D. I got. I did some research on the original Vecna. For those who are uninitiated, uh, aside from, like, Drizzt do Erden, Vecna's probably the single most famous character in all of D&D. There are other monsters, maybe, who are more famous, but they're all categories, like Mm. beholders, maybe, are more famous. Yeah, they don't have, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, identity, yeah. But uh, Vecna is kind of the Ur-Lich. He is to liches what Dracula is to vampires. He wasn't necessarily the first one, but he's the only one that most people know. Like, nobody knows the ones that came before him. For example... uh, uh, nobody's out here talking about like Smaug Lord Ruthven. Dragons. Hmm? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he originated in uh, 1976. Actually, it was the third supplement that was released for the original D and D rules. Uh, in, it was called Eldritch Wizardry, and uh, liches had actually been around since 1975. But originally, Vecna doesn't even appear. All you hear about is his hand and his Ooh. eye, and they were the remains of this evil lich who got destroyed long ago. Uh, there's no other details about him except that he had a bodyguard named Kaz, and then he uh, and. Actually, this is a fun fact. The name Vecna is an anagram of Vance, the surname of Jack Vance, the fantasy author whose works inspired the D&D magic system. Uh, But essentially... The items show up again in the the 1979 DM guide, uh, and at that point he was basically regarded as a legend or a myth. Uh, it wasn't actually until 1989 uh, that he actually got more of a history in the second edition DM guide, uh, and then finally, and this is where we bring it back to Stranger Things. Uh, this was followed by the adventure entitled Vecna Lives. Which astute viewers may remember is a an exact line that is said by Eddie in episode one, where they're like, "I thought Vecna was only a legend, or that he was dead," mm. because this takes place prior to 1989. Uh, and in response, uh, Eddie replies, "No, Vecna lives." Uh, in that adventure, he actually appears in person. Uh, he achieves demigod status, serves as the final boss, and if they defeat him, actually, he's imprisoned in Ravenloft oh, wow. of all places. Uh, hey, so he's hanging out with Strahd. That's okay. a that's a bad. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Why did you put that, that two together? Jesus. <laughs> I actually don't know if Strahd existed yet. Uh, but Vecna does not appear again until 1979. Wait, Vecna is Strahd? <gasps> I Whoa. think Vecna and Strahd are an item. Cute, that is my that. new headcanon. Oh, 100% they bang in. Like, yeah. Strahd takes one look at some some of Vecna's abilities and is like, Ooh, yeah. I can use that hand. <laughs> I can use that hand. Let's go. Yeah. Strahd? Uh, Vecna then disappears until 1997's Domains of Dread, which describes his realm in Ravenloft. Then eventually, uh, 1998's Re- Vecna Reborn, 2000's Die Vecna Die, which actually was the last adventure written for the two uh, second edition rule set. Uh, and then he eventually oh. kept appearing in source books. He got stat blocks. Probably the place 
place where most people nowadays would know him from is as the final villain of Cri- Campaign One of Critical Role, uh, in which yep. ca- in which he is known as the Whispered One. Uh, he and actually that storyline became canon in 2019 when Joe Manganiello's Whoa. character Archon the Cruel, who infamously stole yeah. the hand of Vecna at the end of that battle, uh, which is like it's one of the so best good. scenes <laughs> in that episode, uh, was added to the 2019 adventure Baldur's Gate: Descent into Avernus. Uh, or Avernus. I've heard it pronounced both ways. And their uh, Vox Machina's fight with Vecna was further detailed in the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then finally, in, tw- in June of this year, Wizards of the Coast released the Vecna Dossier as a digital exclusive on yes. D&D Beyond. Uh, this version of Vecna is an arch lich before his ascension to godhood. And I should probably explain for anybody who is not familiar with what a lich is, a lich is basically a magic user who has like given up their mm-hmm body uh to basically live on as a skeletal undead immortal being uh they have voldemort it's a similar process yeah Uh, it's like voldemort before before voldemort yeah, 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 and it's because that that goes back to our segue earlier, which is the use of a phylactery, which I think is it has to be used in order to create a, the, like to create yourself, like mm-hmm. turn yourself into a lich. Sorry, that's yes, what keeps you safe and actually right, in. Yeah. Yeah, it like houses your soul. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. I, there, I've seen some discussion actually on our uh, on our Discord about the fact that the term phylactery is taken from something in Judaism. Uh, I did not do a lot of oh. research for it on that, but uh, I, from my my understanding, is that some people find it yeah. offensive. Other people uh, don't actually care. These are these are Jewish people, uh, mm. from what I understand. Some of them do, some of them don't. I have not done enough research to really be able to comment on it, so I don't know mm. how the concept of a phylactery in D anD D relates to the concept of a. Phyl- uh, phylactery in Judaism. I don't think they're very similar at all. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, Vecna canonically in D&D is probably the first lich uh, from what I can tell, at least mm-hmm. according to Forgotten, Forgotten Realms, that seems to be the implication. He seems to have been uh, either a human or a half-elf originally, uh, but he eventually became uh, obsessed with his own mortality, possibly after the death of his mother. There's other theories and stories. Um, there are some versions where uh, he was given the secret to immortality uh, and becoming a lich from a being known as the serpent. Others, it's like he... It, there's different ways. But essentially, he, the, the idea is that he was the first lich. Uh, he was the mm. first one to turn himself into a lich. Yeah, uh, he then had, kind of zooming through his, his history, he had a sidekick slash bodyguard named Kaz, who eventually turned on him, uh, and he'd given him the sword of Kaz for his service before, and Kaz, I believe, used that to cut out Vecna's eye and chop off his hand, which is what like allegedly uh. killed Vecna and sort of banished him for our, <laughs> from our realm, and the hand and mm. eye existed as artifacts for ages beyond, uh, and then eventually... Vecna attained godhood and came back. Uh, the the version of Vecna in Stranger Things, without going into too much detail, the the storyline sorta kinda follows. Mm. Like the backstory is similar to the original yeah. Vecna, definitely different uh, in a lot of key ways. But there are there are relations okay. to similar, it. You can they're parallels. Yeah, you can yeah. find parallels for certain elements of the backstory for sure. Uh, but yes, and in in design, Vecna basically looks like a skeleton, uh, a, a, sort of a weird, mm. sexy skeleton man okay. with a real uh, skinny waist. Oh my god! Like very just, skinny uh, well, waist. By skinny waist, I mean I think he's just got a spine. Yeah, um, but, but I don't like, know. I don't know if you guys have seen mm-hmm. ha- hips. 
I don't know if you've seen the Vecna that uh, the Vecna art they released uh, as part of the dossier, but like mm. he, he got a glow up, man. Yeah, he's he like just, he's he a sexy healthy. beast. Okay. Yeah. yeah, certainly a lot sexier than the the Stranger Things version, which is yeah, frankly horrendous. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, no, I won't spoil anything, but big shout out to the person inside the uh, the, the Vecna prosthetic because that looked like hell Ooh, that's on earth. Be like my yes. word. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be tough in there. Um, yes. Uh, but in this case, I think with Stranger Things, one theme is they're kind of bringing it back to, like, the beginning and some key elements in characters' pasts and so forth, mm -hmm. as well as zooming, zeroing in on, like, the relationships between people and the emotion, emotional aspects and imagination and and that sort of thing so in that sense it makes a lot of sense to bring in like the freddy krueger mm. elements uh and actually yeah. i would say he does bear some resemblance to freddy krueger as well uh we've already kind of acknowledged yeah. um and actually this is a slight spoiler so skip ahead six seconds i guess but robert england <laughs> the actor who plays freddy krueger shows up no way! in the show yeah. uh, <laughs> i love robert yeah. england yeah it's really it's, uh, that's a really that was a really genuinely cool because that was like this is like the one 80s movie that yeah. i genuinely have watched <gasps> and had watched beforehand Mm -hmm. um, it you... was one of the first movies where I went, I don't oh, like Have you movies. seen any of the uh, Friday the <laughs> oh, 13th you know. films? You seen any of those? Uh, oh, uh, no, I don't We have to watch those, those, please. Yeah. Oh. Okay. There's so many good so 80s many. movies, oh. man. I, it's, yeah. I'm, as a person who's a here. fan of movies, the idea I'm of, and especially as a nerdy person who's a fan of movies, the I, basis I'm for ready. almost every single nerd <laughs> property exists in the 80s. Like every nerd nostalgia property is late 70s, am, yeah. early to mid 80s. Uh, I am here. I am ready. But I wanted to point out, though, this again, this isn't a spoiler. But one thing, one of these kind of like, uh, one of the points I wanted to bring up and why I think it's like almost like a love letter to a lot of these things. A, like I think a lot of the really subtle things you mentioned about like Vecna and the, the style, the look, all that kind of stuff, I think was really like nice subtle nod to the kind of original D&D &D source material. But also, as soon as I figured out that this season had like heavy influences of Friday the 13th, I remember You mean Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street, sorry. Uh, I remember being absolutely terrified of mirrors <laughs> and just sleeping in general. Like, <laughs> whenever we saw a character, I remember just being like, and they, and I definitely think they played on that early on. Like, they kind of lingered a little bit longer on a shot of, the, like, a mirror or a, you know what I mean? Or, or um, of, of, of a character sleeping or whatever. And it was just like, and I remember just being oh, like, my heart rate being like, ah, ah, and nothing was happening. And I was like, that's clever. They because they're playing on our expectations of what we think could happen based on the, the you know the the influences they're pulling in uh, and making it even more horrific for Love us. That. Well done. Love well the done. You. Constant terror. <laughs> Love that for <laughs> <Thank> you. you. <laughs> Con yeah. Truly constant terror. Um, the one scene in the garden with the washing, I knew it, and it still didn't help because I felt like I wanted to cry afterwards. I uh, don't remember the scene, thing. but I imagine it's referencing I was gonna Halloween. I going to say, yeah, is it Halloween? Yeah, because uh, it's Michael Myers. Uh, Jasper, have you have seen, seen Halloween? Halloween? Okay. Oh, yes. It wasn't, it oh, wasn't yes, released in the it. 80s, so you <laughs> might have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I have seen Halloween. Yeah. When was Halloween yeah. released? Uh, but yes, yes, I think yes. No, I think. 1977, oh, I think. That early? Jeez. I have to look it up. The, the Let me brain, see. Yeah. The brain is impressive. The brain is impressive. So yes, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Mind Flayer. Mind um, I think this one is definitely the biggest departure in terms of what the sort of source material is as the Mind Flayer. But 
actually, it might not be. They just picked a di- the di- like a different name for it, which is what I, I think happened here. We'll say the Demogorgon is way off, but carry on with my... <laughs> <laughs> no, true, actually, the Demogorgon is... It, I feel like the Demogorgon has like the tiniest bit of physical resemblance whereas I guess the mind so. flayer like, is it's, completely it's a physical entity at least like, yes kind of that's yeah, they both yeah. exist yeah. physically yeah. <laughs> physically <laughs> um but so my I, I found this out which I thought was really really interesting so this is I guess some sort of minor spoilers for the sort of look and feel uh of the mind flayer which you will see in season two, two? and three I believe yeah two and I think, three yeah, yeah two mm. and three um so the origins of the Illithid, so when they first, uh, so Illithid basically is just the name for the sort of classic mind flayer uh, that you see in D&D source material, which is our Cthulhu-y looking dude with tentacles for a mouth and a little beak underneath and eats the brains. Um, uh, and yes, they are either known as mind flayers or Illithids. And the interesting thing that I found out about them, uh, which obviously is that they're all connected to an elder brain. So the elder brain yeah. uh, is this sort of central hub of their collective consciousness, if you will, which Stranger Things draws a lot on because, you know, I think even as far back as season one, we knew that there was sort of this idea, you know, there was this idea of the, the, the Demogorgon and other creatures being able to sort of speak through uh, this sort of, uh, you know, mm. a shared consciousness or at least right. through, you know, like the vines and the, 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 the flora and fauna, etc. of the upside down and all of that kind of thing um but what i think is really interesting is i found that in the one of the original iterations of um uh the elder brain it's that whenever an illithid died um and this could be like pure canon in dnd uh, i'm not too sure but basically this is this is what i found in this one of the earliest iterations hmm. is that basically it starts out as just like a pool of uh kind of cerebral fluid hmm. uh that the mind flayers will kind of like uh use to connect to each other but then what happens is every single time an illithid dies they take the brain of the mind flayer and they put it into this pool and eventually they get enough brains they collect together and it becomes the, the elder brain which then kind of is like the governing force if you will of the collective consciousness and what i thought was really interesting about this is i actually think that's kind of close if we even think about physically what we see when the el- when the mind flayer kind of appears you know out of the upside down um it is this kind of weird slight smaller but slight smaller but like fucked up kind of collection of like body parts and bits uh all kind of forming you know the the kind of the the form of the the uh the mind flayer <clears throat> so i kind of what was interesting to me when i started looking at this was like oh i kind of feel like they've taken they've kind of smushed the elder brain and the mind flayers like into one like creature because again the elder brain has all the same sort of power basis that i think you would expect from an elder like the mind flayer has all the power basis that you'd expect from an elder brain and this kind of connectivity this sort of inability to really affect things like one-to-one using minions and things like that to do their bidding etc like it's very 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 much what an elder brain is so that's uh i thought it'd be interesting just to talk a little bit about where mm. i think the kind of main influences was coming and i think they probably just went eh, do we want to call it the elder brain like it's probably mm. like the mind mind flayer is just a great evocative name yeah. you know what i mean so i bet I you it was actually the conversation actually went like so do you want to call this a beholder or a mind yeah. flayer. Yeah. And then they, yeah. <laughs> like, I bet you we like, get a beholder yeah. in a later yeah. season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be so shocked if we don't get a beholder. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so outside of that, uh, I thought Watcher was kind of interesting. Is I kind of feel like that almost makes a lot of the monsters that we see within Stranger Things kind of like mind flayers in the sense that they're they are these entities, these 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 things that are connected back to a sort of central brain. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and so I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, thing to to think about. Um, I think the first um, appearance of uh, mind flayers was back in. 74 i think it was a gygax inspired it was gygax made uh mind flayers uh and it was heavily inspired let me get this right because i i don't want to get this wrong um but it wasn't actually directly influenced by lovecraft there was actually a uh a writer called robert blotch who um who wrote uh was a writer of the book a book called psycho um uh which uh, had and he'd written a book called uh, The Borrowers Beneath, which is basically oh. this big kind of tentacly entity which lives in the center of the world and everything like this. Um, and it's thought that basically that was where H.P. Lovecraft got a lot of influence for uh cthulhu and so you can kind of see the sort of basis for a lot of this uh you know the kind of connective tissue if you will for a lot of these kind of influences um but i thought it was kind of interesting that yeah elder brains illithids like elder brains going all that way back um uh, as a sort of but i guess it kind of makes sense i think it's a the fear of this kind of like collective conscious kind of army uh you know it's probably something that's like uh you know there's probably a lot of references to that kind of monster or that kind of you know uh, force or entity throughout history you know because i think everyone you know that the idea of like if you had a thousand soldiers but they were connected by one mind and they could know exactly what the other was like everyone else was doing and where they were going and all of the orders in an instant then that would be a, like a, a horrifying thing to see or witness um so yeah a little bit of a uh, little bit of backstory there on uh on elithids and mind flayers and the sort of i guess the reference there um and uh yeah i thought it was, was kind of interesting yeah, so, yeah, cool. that's, that's mind flayers slash elder bla- elder brains slash illithids mm-hmm. which yeah. i would like to see like a full classic mind flayer in stranger things though just because i do think they are so nasty um and yeah. uh, I just hate the fact they have a beak. It's it's they something that really freaks me out about octopuses. They can attach well, their the... their mouths to your head and just suck it out mm-hmm. like a straw. Yeah, like, <laughs> slop you on, on like up. Daniel Day Lewis style. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? Take your yeah, drink, they drink your, your milkshake, milkshake, and I drink it all up. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, one thing I actually all of my shout out to Brennan. Are going to sound like Daniel Day Lewis now? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, specifically as Daniel Plainview. Yes, absolutely. Or they're like also <laughs> like Bill the Butcher. Uh, and oh yeah, you can like, is there the there's just a whole range of his? Are there some that are yeah. like Hawkeye as well? And like uh, <laughs> and, John and Proctor. Then there's just one, and there's just one which is <laughs> because it is my the, uh... brain. <laughs> because I cannot have one, another. Is that <laughs> one that designs costumes? <laughs> um, but. Uh, <clears throat> What I was going to say was one thing, a shout out to Brennan. I really like about his mind flayers is when they eat your brain, they suck your eyes out too, which makes a lot of sense because eyes are connected to the brain. If you suck somebody's brain out of their head, odds are their eyes will get pulled too. That's great. Yeah. That's real great. Yeah. Uh, But I also some extra horror. Mm. Yeah, I just thought also that that little tidbit of all the of the of dead mind flayers, their brains getting brought back to the elder brain, 
kind of mm. made me think. Next time I meet mind flayers, I'm gonna make sure we I destroy the brain because I don't want them going back and giving the elder brain any extra juice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. So a uh, little 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 tip for you there, players, because I've just given your DMs a new idea. So uh, my apologies for that. Good stuff. <laughs> Love Good that. stuff. How dare you? <laughs> How dare I, indeed. Um, and so I guess the last one yes. uh, that we should talk about is the Demogorgon. The Demogorgon, or if you're going by the pronunciation that I believe it's meant to be pronounced as, Ooh. it's the Demogorgon, because oh. it's supposed to be the Demon Lord. Like, that's what <clears throat> the name is, and that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Um, yes, yeah, so the the Demogorgon, the Demogorgon, I have no idea. I'll go with Demogorgon because we're talking about Stranger Things. Um, yeah. In in D&D, um uh, the first first of all go by like the physical differences uh mm -hmm. the demogorgon is not a in stranger things like it's... a sunflower yeah no in stranger <laughs> things it's just a big like a sunflower? sunflower guy and he's Which... just like he's like a big tall baby no but like <laughs> but like a baby fresh what from babies the... have you seen no but like a baby <laughs> like a freshly born tall baby with a sunflower for a head is that that's what i'm going <laughs> to very with. wrinkly and wet yeah right okay sure okay yeah i can <laughs> reference now yeah you, yeah, sh yeah, you yeah, shouldn't yeah. have given me the demogorgon <laughs> <laughs> um, um but yeah in uh, in classic D D, um he's actually more of an he's got he's a he's a big ape basically he's a guy right <laughs> like, he's an actual guy he's not a category of creature he's just a, he's just a dude Oh yeah, no, I he's think, he's the demon yeah. lord, yeah. But he's not yeah. even. I so, was like, okay. he's not a dude. He's a monkey man. <laughs> yeah, so he's not the he's not the demogorgon. He's just demogorgon. Yeah, he's demon demon lord demogorgon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm, um. Yeah. So he's basically um a really. Oh, let me go to the actual phys physical description. The demon towered a full eighteen feet in height. That's that's big. His body at once sinuous like that of a snake and a powerful and powerful like that of a great no. ape. Yeah. No. Two baleful baboon heads with blue and red faces similar to those of mandrills. Um leered from atop his lumbering shoulders, uh, from which two long tentacles writhe. So I feel like the tentacle thing kind of tracks slightly for some reason. Mm. Um his lower torso was uh saurian like some great reptile uh with blue green scaly skin he had an, an immense forked tail um so yeah he apparently lives in the abyss um and he is he's a, he's a big deal in the abyss um yeah and he has two big ape heads um according to like one version of like the legend about the demogorgon um was that he was in a fight and somebody split his original head in two that is like one of the bits of law that um okay one of the legends hydra situation yeah hmm. kind of <laughs> except with baboon heads yeah it's oh, <laughs> horrifying yeah, just, just grew one yeah sure um, yeah just grew an extra baboon head fine yeah <laughs> can you imagine um, if primates had that ability like if you if you oh. we could just regrow like you could oh, regrow if your it. head was damaged you could grow <laughs> another head like, out of that head <laughs> mm. yeah yeah. Wow. The interesting thing about the head, though, is that apparently each of the heads has their own personality. Um, so, like, uh, and it has has their own name. So the left head is called. Oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. Am uh, Amuel. Amuel. Um, and the right head mm -hmm. is called sure. Hethrid. Hethrid. No. Hethrid. Hethridia. 
Yeah. Hefridaya. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hefridaya. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're constantly kind of at war uh, with each other, trying to gain the upper hand. Um, uh, Amiel is like more charismatic, um, and the other is, is more impulsive and feral. Um, but yeah, in terms of like similarities so far to like the to the Stranger Things demogorgon, so so much different. I, I almost think of like the demogorgon in Stranger Things as like an attack dog. But like it's been a while since I have seen the first season of Stranger Things, is what I will say. Um, but like, yeah, it just seemed to be like maybe like the other half of the of the of the two heads, the one that's more feral and animalistic. That's what I kind of imagine when I think of the Demogorgon. Mm. Yeah, I think it's interesting in that. Um, I also sorry, just a big shout out to uh, mm. uh, to to Matt Mercer. I just saw that the residence of the Demogorgon in fifth edition is the gaping maw, <laughs> like that's <laughs> a place where he lives. Sadly, <laughs> not, like, the okay. not the toothy maw. Not the toothy maw. The gaping maw. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, I just thought that was funny. Yeah. It feels it feels like they essentially used in season one, if I remember correctly, they basically right. used the name Demogorgon because they just fought one, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, mm. this is a monster enemy like that, so that's just what yeah. we'll call it." And then they just yeah. follow that naming convention for the rest of them, uh, mm. which I guess excuses the fact that, as you have pointed out, Liv, there is almost no resemblance, no between like- the two. They, uh, there's literally none. Like the um, the demogorgon in D and D, like is more of a. It, yeah, he's the demon lord, so he sends out other followers to kind of go out and do its bidding. It doesn't get directly involved usually, um, and when it does get involved, it uses magic. It doesn't just like bite people's heads off. Um, <laughs> people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's worshipped by um, by various uh, various uh, like. Worshippers, yeah, sure, cultists. Yeah, um, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, in I would say that this is this is very different. At least the mind flayer could, you know, bend people's minds. <laughs> you know, yeah. There was there's, yeah. there's some there's definitely more of a maybe it's just that they leveled up their insight checks. You know what I mean? Or yeah. You know, the, the, as they're trying to identify these creatures, they were just leveling up through the seasons. You know what mm, I mean? Sure. First season, they were way off. Second season, kind of there, like with the second, third season, fourth season, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Bang on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. that dude with the big hands. <laughs> uh, even uh, then. <laughs> but I'm yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> He's, I think, the, I think the similarities are almost completely incidental. And they're really looking yeah. at more of a Freddy Krueger uh, yeah. type thing. Yeah, because uh, I, I like would the say the Freddy Krueger. Well, but you've seen thing. Freddy's glove. No, that's what I mean. But I think that's like a. I think that's more of like a happy coincidence. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as I feel like it was intentional on both sides. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a Freddy Krueger nod and an actual Vecna nod, which just mm. seems to marry almost too well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think mm. that's what it feels like um, for me. The only link I can kind of take away from like the Demogorgon and and D- the D and D vision is that it's uh according to like like when it was like created um for the game it was kind of derived from greek mythology um and he was held as the elemental force of the earth which made plants grow plants the sunflower head like is that anything uh, you know okay. yeah. and actually to be fair, there is the whole pumpkins and the mm-hmm. you know what i mean turning things sickly and it kind of all seems to be linked to the Demogorgon's tunnels and and such. So I, I think yeah, sure. maybe maybe There's an old man covered maybe. in moss. Is that it? Is that him? 
Yeah. We were giving these guys way too much credit. Yeah. Uh, way this. too much credit. Uh, yeah. I did want to actually agree with you, Jasper. I do think that season four has had the best plot since season one. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, there's that one scene that was awesome that everybody who has seen season four will probably, who's seen all of season four up to this point, will probably yeah. know immediately what scene I'm talking about because it's... Mm one of the only scenes from the entire show that I can actually remember. <laughs> uh, it's I'm really, like, really good. I'm like here, like, I've only watched like half of the of season four. I'm like, did I just not appreciate this scene? Is it the first half? Mm, it's, I think it's episode four? Okay. Yes. I it think is. it's episode four. I, yes. It's, it, yeah, it justifies a music decision that mm. when the, it originally shows up, I was like, Really? What? This is a little weird. Yeah, this is this weird. Has, why, why this? Uh, and then when that happens, I was like, all right, fine. This oh. seems so good, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely was, like, blown away by episode four. I think it is a... Uh, not a, Well, it's not a spoiler. It's a masterclass in misdirection, that episode. Like, mm-hmm. every single... It's, it, oh, I think it's so well done. Um... But cool, okay, so we've discussed a little bit about the monsters and their lack of relation to the original D&D ones and the fact that there are some subtle nods, etc. And also just found out some, hopefully, some cool facts about some D&D monsters. Hmm. Uh, that was actually quite a lot of fun, doing those little deep dives on the yeah, D&D monsters. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we should do more of these. I quite like digging into... Because hmm. also I find, for me, like, lore is a great place where I can mine... Uh, a little bit of like inspiration or a little something for like something I might include you know what I mean or like something I might flavor something a little bit differently uh, as opposed to being like I'm gonna stick to this by the letter so I do think it is like a good source of like uh, ideas around stuff like I'm definitely using the mind flayer you know uh, creating the elder brain by mixing all the brains into into a big Mm. vat of brain juice um this is just a mind player stirring it. Mm. <laughs> stirring it. <laughs> Sticks so his ready. finger in, puts it up into the beak. And then a tentacle comes up that and strangles good. it. And he's like, ah, it's red. Soup's ready. on, everyone. <laughs> Needs more salt. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they have like these mind flares that they're just feeding salt, salty brains to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, salty brains. Um, I think they're probably pretty salty already, I reckon. But anyway. um, there's a f- so I learned, because, you know, Fisman's Treasure of Dragons, I feel like I registered to you both that I was obsessed with the Elder Brain Dragon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was really a good cool. one, though. That is a good one. Yeah, right. Par- apparently, I was um, informed by someone at Comic-Con, I believe, unless this was just like a dream I had, um, that the Elder Brain Dragon is actually, like, protecting the Elder Brain on its back. But yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna double check that um, because I, I think it's a really cool, like, idea. That's, a, so. that's just a fun, that's definitely just a fun, like, idea that, like, the, the Elder Brain is, is attached itself to this dragon. Yeah, uh, totally. And, and is sort of, you know, using the dragon's, like, carapace to, to, to keep itself, like, hidden. Yeah. There is kind of, like, a patch on its back where it looks like it has, like, an opening where tentacles are coming out of. Yeah. Like, I could kind of buy that it's in there, like, a hot, like just in the artwork, um, yeah. if that was the case. Like, I oh. could absolutely buy that. It says here, teams of mind flayers bind the dragon, which is subject to a gruesome transformation as the elder brain latches onto the dragon's back and digs its tentacles into the dragon's brain. Lovely. Whoa. That's Whoa. so basically so it's, it's... they've taken the elder brain and they've gone, I mean, let's make it a, a dragon. Whoa! I'm just thinking of like all the elder brain version of cre- versions of like yeah. powerful creatures now. Elder brain and yeah. elder Tarask. Let's go! No! <laughs> Whoa, go. that would be no. crazy. That would be awful, is what that would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... It would make the Tarask actually, like, way more powerful. 
Oh my uh, god, it would, it would be ridiculous because the Tarrasque is basically just a big impenetrable hit points bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you added in the like like psychic abilities and spells and shit, it would get yeah. real rough. Now we're talking. It would get real yeah, rough. That's, that's a lot. You'd need some like epic boons, I think, to be taken down that thing because that has a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that actually potentially does bring us on to a, a little fun thing which I thought we could do, which is just that if there was any uh, types of D&D monsters that you'd love to see in Stranger Things, like Ooh. season five or whatever, I don't know. Like, is there anything you think, hey, that'd be kind of cool to see like a version of that show up? We did mention briefly the Beholder. I think they could do a lot with that. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you could. Of yeah. all of the sort of classic ones, you feel like they've got to have had that. Like like Jeremy said, you've got to have had that conversation, surely. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know if they'd go as far to do, like, magic beams. No. You know what I mean? Because I think that would feel a little <laughs> bit, like, out of the world if like, yeah, this no. thing yeah. showed up and, like, just turned Dustin into... Well, Dustin into dust. Whoops. Whoa. Dustin, Dustin. Dustin, Dustin. I mean, honestly, they'd have a riot on their hands. I think yeah, if they, they dusted would, yeah. Dustin, like, mm-hmm. it would be, people would be angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the Beholder should be. I but I quite like the idea of, like, though. an anti magic cone against L or something. Mm. Like, it'd be kind of interesting yeah. to see, like, the, the party be like, oh, L can't do anything. <laughs> oh, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, dispel magic on L. She's too OP, all right? Like, she needs to be taken mm. down. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Counterspell. Counter what if somebody just comes in with counterspell? Counter L. <gasps> oh, oh Dustin, Dustin. there we go. Counter L. Counter L. Yeah. They've planted the seeds and we're figuring it out, folks. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, other than that, are there any D and D? But like, I don't know. I, the thing like is, ones? what were you gonna say? No, 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 no. You go, you go. Oh, uh, I don't. I feel like most of the other D and D monsters are just things that show up in other. Like, oh, the it's a dragon. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Sure. What yeah. if they did do right? Um, so if they did do the thing like the Bill and Ted slash um, Back to the Future thing and they ended up in different areas of time, they went back to prehistoric times. Oh, uh, what's that? They're taking on a dinosaur. The dinosaur is a Tarrasque and Elle's magic oh. shit doesn't affect it because of all of its like anti-magic stuff. What then? That would be cool. Um, that would be cool. And then also not to Jurassic Park. I don't know. Yeah. Aboleth. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, mean, I was that thinking. Abeleth would that be was cool. The, that was the one that I had loaded up on my screen right here to be yeah. like, that would be another one that I think. Mm. Just I think some sort of worm-like creature feels like it would fit very well in the overall aesthetic of Stranger Things. Mm. And the, the Abeleth has got some pretty gnarly abilities, which again, I think would be pretty in keeping. If well. you mix it with the thing. You seen the, have you guys seen the thing? Because Aboleths can already yeah. kind of turn you into like an Aboleth type creature. Like, yeah. if if it's like, oh, this thing messes with you and infects you, and you start to gradually turn into, like, one of its servants. Do you become, or even, like, an like Aboleth a... sworn, sworn, uh, spawn or whatever? Is that what it, it's, is? That what it well, it's like, or? if it hits you, I think, with one of its tentacle attacks, you become, mm-hmm. you become aquatic. Like, within, like, oh. a certain <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> you, you can't breathe outside of water, and, like, I think, it, I forget what else happens. Yes. But it's like, you yes. have to, like, serve the Aboleth or something like that. I think that could yes. be pretty cool. Um, oh, the Kuatoa would be hilarious. Uh, if they were to do, mm. like, uh, or if they had their god, Bill Dooploop, or whatever, uh, that would be, that would be really, really funny. The Kuatoa are, like, 
fish people who make up deities and then the the theory is that they can actually make real deities like that all deities may have actually been created oh. by the kuotoa uh, <laughs> that, that like reminds me of so in warhammer i've been told because uh, i'm very new to warhammer still um apparently the 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 goblin clan um they basically believe things into existence like they believe so hard that things just start happening like if you they, they believe that if they paint things red then they go faster and, and stuff like that and they just do uh, awesome. <laughs> i love that yeah that's the I kind of vibe i get from that, that. <laughs> yeah. that's so good that that could be another element to our uh, bard painting subclass yeah. uh, that we're making like they just <laughs> you draw racing stripes certain on yeah literally go faster stripes you could put yeah. go faster yeah. stripes on someone like i kind of <laughs> love the idea that you hold out your paintbrush you get your rogue to run through it and then the rogue just <laughs> takes off like and they get an extra five foot of movement for like for like a not a round that seems boring but like, i don't know a minute That'd be cool. Yeah. Until the paint dries. Until the paint dries. Yeah. I love that. Well, uh, I think that's mostly what I all of the things that I wanted to talk about on Stranger Things, and uh, I hope we were going to that... assign classes. Oh yeah, that was okay. it. We could do that. We could. Uh, we could. Do There's that only quick. like two or three um, characters who could even have character classes for me anyway. Yeah. You're looking like eleven, yeah. maybe Will, and maybe uh, I can never remember the dude's name. David Harbert's character. I think Steve could have a uh, could have a, a class. Steve's, what would like, you give Steve? Steve's like a a protection a paladin. Oh, oh yeah, maybe oh, a protection paladin because okay. he definitely gets he definitely gets stronger when someone's in danger. Like yeah. that's like when Steve goes he goes ham and he's definitely Steve. got like a protective aura. You know, like I, I could feel mm. I could I could see that. But also yeah, straight up fighter. Also, it's also good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, I think Eleven probably is an aberrant mind sorcerer. And you could make yeah. the same argument for Will, or Will could be like shadow touched, or something. Yeah, yeah, potentially, yeah. like he just has the feet. Mm. Yeah, that's he's just a peasant with the feet. All of them <laughs> are just, most of them are just commoners. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. Dustin's most an artificer and his girlfriend. I was gonna I was, say. I was yeah. gonna say that them as a duo are, are, are one artificer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of funny. I feel like. Winona Ryder should be something. It is. It is Winona Ryder, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got to be something. Like she's out here putting so much work in. I got it. Like we got to give her something. I don't uh, know what. What would Winona Ryder be? A, she does figure um, out like the whole light thing, like spiritual connection. Yeah, yeah I wonder maybe. if like some sort of spiritual connection, something yeah. like that. Like what kind of cleric? She's... Good question. What kind of cleric? Uh, like a life cleric. <laughs> she's out there healing. Um, maybe a Twilight clarity. Twilight? Yeah. Something I, I like almost feel like she's almost like a sidekick or something because she's not usually <gasps> super active. She's yeah, usually like sure. in support. Like with my, my clearest image support of her. Support exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's a bard. Uh, she's a painter bard. Uh, she's a painter bard. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't college, know. Of, uh, college of fairy lights. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, well, fairy that's fire. What, she just has access to the spell. She fairy has fire. fairy fire. That's what she <laughs> yeah. has. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. But she's she's like a she's like a magic initiate. This is what she is. Yeah. She's got like a couple little yeah. yeah. Okay. She's doing yeah, great. I could, go, I could go with that. Yeah. I could go with that. Uh, what about uh, what about hops? He's. About a, hop I was thinking fighter for him. Yeah. Or barbarian. Him or, yeah. Or or ranger maybe because he's mm. isn't he a cop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a cop. Yeah, he does mm -hmm. do quite a lot of investigation stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, Rogue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
there's not a lot sneaky about rogue. that man. There's not there's nothing sneaky about that man. That, that no, dude's yeah. a bruiser. Yeah, yeah David Alba doesn't walk, have never walked into any room unnoticed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big dude. He's sneaking about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, what about um, Gloomstalker Ranger then? <laughs> no, wait, he's not stealthy. No, those just, are yeah. No, wait, I got confused. Well, I was trying like a, to do. He's like a monster hunter, Hori- maybe. Horizon Walker, maybe. Like the whole kind of he he does travel yeah. across planes. I would stuff. say Monster Hunter you know? or maybe Horizon Walker. Mm, Horizon Walker. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, what about? Billy uh, Hargrove, the brother of uh, oh. of Max, because he he could be like he, a warlock. Yeah, warlock. Like, yeah. Can... He wasn't voluntary though, right? He kind of got turned that into is... a thing, right? Oh, Did, sure, yeah. but I feel like I feel like know. a bunch. I feel like a bunch of. Oh, there's still some of him in there, right? Like he wasn't lost completely. Uh, spoilers. I did oh, like. I so I did a video on like. Um, Ba 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 ba. The pointy-headed class in Dungeons and Dragons. Tieflings. The wizard. The witch. The wizard. No. <laughs> tieflings. <laughs> tieflings. Uh, not the class You're race. I couldn't class. even. Oh my god. <laughs> horned race. <There> the <laughs> horned race. No, no. The horny guys in Dungeons and Dragons. The tieflings. Uh, <laughs> I did a video on them, and like in one of this, like a this like a book series. Oh god, it's been a, it's been a while. It's a book series, and like the um, protagonist of it is a tiefling lady. And uh, spoilers for that book, but it came out ages ago. She was actually kind of tricked big time into becoming a warlock, like in becoming Ooh. becoming a warlock. Um, mm. And it was like definitely there was some element of like coercion there. And then she was like, "Well, I hate this," so I feel like that kind of element of it could be pretty Billy esque. But yeah, pretty mm-hmm. Billy esque. Yes, Billy esque. And I think all of them at this point by season four all have the like the haunted one or whatever it is background yeah like, yeah they've all definitely got which yeah. is probably the most used backstory in all of D anyway because everyone's like first character is always like my parent i'm an yeah, orphan my whole family's and, dead and it, my yeah. whole family's dead and <laughs> I, it does make me laugh actually when i get like character breakdowns from like new players and they're like yeah i've kind of got this like really like unique and cool idea where like my character's like a edgy like orphan who's just like had to survive on their own and i'm like yeah my character is so batman unique, but yeah yeah exactly exactly that's what it is like so many people are like i want to mm-hmm. make batman and i say that like i'm calling myself out as well like as loud as i'm calling anyone else out mm-hmm. in this scenario because uh, yeah by the way it was it's a book called brimstone angels by Aaron m evans um and the character's called farida and uh, she is the tiefling. farida Yes, she's the tiefling cool. who um, makes a pact with 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 Lorcan, who is a Cambian, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So that's okay. the context there. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, sweet. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed this. I always love doing a good topical episode. Hmm. Just, just, something, just something nice about it and pop culture stuff. Um, and I definitely we should do a do segment more, where we make uh, you watch eighties movies and then oh, talk about them. I would adore <laughs> that. Because then you I can do like a watch along. Like, like, oh, this is for this is for work. Yeah, this is for, I have to do this yeah. for work. I genuinely do think that a, a watch along with me watching a horror film would be actually quite entertaining. Yeah, as Jer- I'm sure Jeremy can attest to, because I fun. do lose my shit. I was <laughs> gonna say like we do like a, a series where you watch. We can do a watch along for the patrons. 
and then yeah, you yeah. uh well, then we actually do an episode where we talk about it Liv, we got to make a list let's make a list of 80s yeah, movies that we ha we have it. to make jasper watch Ooh. i think jade needs to get in on this list making because jade's oh, yeah. also a big having studied film uh <gasps> you know she's she's big into old uh, old movies maybe not horror movies particularly but she'll okay. have some great ones that i should mm. definitely have watched there's yeah. a ton of old movies that she's been like what you haven't watched this and it's you call over. yourself a lover of film yeah and jasper like, once i have to i have to say this jasper once made a list uh -oh. of movies that he recommended uh to like of like introductory hey, movies no, in wait, a list wait, wait, of wait, genres wait, wait, wait. no 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 i won't have this i won't have this because i've been I, called out for this twice now i need and to actually, hear it this is some film snobbery okay I no i don't think me. this is film snobbery at all um <laughs> i think that uh here's the thing the oldest i believe sci-fi movie on the list was back to the future it was the only sci-fi movie made before 1998 i think uh -huh. which is frankly insane uh that's not that's not me like that's not me being like oh it's a snub like bruh you don't got we don't we got no RoboCop, we got no alien, we got no aliens, we got no Terminators, we got no Starship God. Troopers, we got like this is in, this is bonkers. Uh, <laughs> but and then uh, the other one was I think the oldest movie was Taxi Driver. The oldest drama on the list was Taxi Driver, which is great movie, great movie, mm -hmm. but. This is not film snobbery. This is me saying there are... I would like to... Look... We gotta expand this. No, absolutely. This is the thing. I am absolutely fine to admit that I need to expand my watch list, but the but people genuinely had such an issue with the fact that I just didn't have older movies on there. Like, that was like... People were, like, annoyed at me for not having old movies on there. Because there's some I of them mean, are so fine. good. Some of them are really that's good. That's completely but... fair. That's completely also, fair, but that's not to say that the movies that I like are bad. Yeah, they shouldn't, be, they shouldn't be based entirely upon the year in, in which they were brought out or anything. But yeah, there are some ones that you could objectively say are really good. But it's just Absolutely. something that we will have I to agree. get, Jasper. And look, I'm happy yeah. to rectify this situation. My main thing is that it's if we're talking about the genre as a whole and you're trying to get into this genre... Mm -hmm. It is a good idea to have at least a few of the foundational movies rather than just the movies that were born out of those. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. And and there are plenty of older movies in pretty much any genre you can think of that are extremely accessible and absolutely hold up uh, in a number of ways. Uh, well, I will be the judge of that. Mm -hmm. When we yeah. do this new segment on Three Black Half Legs, I'm actually <laughs> very excited to watch some old movies. Like, I'm genuinely, I'm so ready for it. Jasper's film uh, cool. I just get distracted. I just have new toy syndrome. That's my problem, is I I'll have it. a list of movies I want to watch, and I'm like, oh, but this one's coming out at cinema. <laughs> and then I'll go watch that one instead. So, uh, so that's the problem. Someone needs need... to force me to do it, and I'll happily do it. I can't watch things um, in the cinema anymore. I need to have, like, several other things going while I watch a film in the background. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's upsetting. Yes. <laughs> Do you lose, um, do you lose, is it tough for you to like pay attention when you're in the cinema with the big screen? Um, yeah, sometimes I'll just fade out. It, like, if it's a film that I'm not enjoying, I will just, I'll just check out. I'm just gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes, anyway, Jasper's Film School. Yes, good stuff. Yeah, Jasper's, oh, good segment name. Jasper's mm. Film School. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, sweet. So, uh, that is everything for this week's episode. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this week's episode. Uh, you can follow me at JW underscore Cartwright. That was weird. I normally let you guys go first. I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, no, you, Jeremy, where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Jeremy Cobb one on Twitter. Cobb with two Bs, number one. Huh. And Liv. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Does Dark Magic. That's me. 
Nice. And you can follow the show at the number three black halflings. I also just want to say uh, that uh, we are we have officially uh, started uh, as of now uh, a mailing list where you can keep <gasps> up to date with all of the things that are happening in three black halflings land, including some helpful links to where you can find stuff like the Discord and the Patreon and thing, things like that. Uh, and we will be doing uh, lots of uh, will be basically like a lot of the uh, announcements and things we'll be trying to make through uh, our uh, the email probably first. Um, and so if you want to be the first to know, then head up to the link tree that's in the description below and just pop your email in and then we'll email you with stuff and it'll be really cool um so yeah hope that you uh sign up to that um we have uh, the amazing joan uh, future doctor joan is helping us out and uh i've already seen some of the emails and it looks incredible so <laughs> very excited to share that all with you uh but for now that is everything a uh, so long shire folk so long shire folk it's like Spongebob uh, starring in Dreamgirls. <laughs> Get it sound like. Yes. And I am going. I'm not going. What is it? No way. Now it's the remake I'm here for. That was a HeadGum Podcast.